0: Welcome to right. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And this is Minute 104 of Fright Night. It begins with the opening cast credits, starting with Jerry Dandridge, played by Chris Sarandon, and ends with the credit for the best boy, Charles E. Nippel. Not Nipple.
2: Hollywood, try to be good, but I seen her
0: in the bathroom stall.
1: Um, but <laughs> we aren't here to talk about the credits. Starting with this episode of the podcast, we're gonna be doing bonus episodes for the last four minutes of the movie, talking about other entries in the franchise. And tonight we continue the story started by Fright Night with the sequel Fright Night 2. And with us to talk all things Regine, Belle, Boz, and Louis is returning guest and Fright Night 2 fan, Christine Lakey. Welcome back.
2: Thanks for having me. You couldn't find anyone else who liked this movie, huh?
1: You're the, you're the <laughs> first one that came to You're the first person that, like, d- defended it to us. So we're like, I'm, I'm writing your name down. No, <laughs> this person has seen this movie. No. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, not just defended, but has seen it. Seen it, yeah. Not a lot of people even knew it.
2: Besides, but... And owns it on many yeah. formats. So I, I get you. You came to the right
1: place. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the making of the movie. And uh, since it's a cult movie that many have not seen, the you know, Know, that, who have seen the original, maybe haven't even seen this one. Um, we're going to also quickly run through the movie kind of beat by beat, but not minute by minute because uh, <laughs> we've done that. <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about what we thought of it. But let's first begin with um, when did uh, we first see this movie? Uh, uh, let's start with our guest who's probably got a better story than us.
2: <laughs> I don't, no. Know. Um, the movie came out when I was uh-huh. 5 So not then. Um, Probably. I would probably guess in the early 90s I saw it because my mom loved horror movies and I loved Fright Night from a really young age. I don't remember the first time I saw it. Probably too young to be yeah. seeing it. I just remember growing up with it and really loving it. That, that's what I remember mm-hmm. of it.
0: I did not grow up we with it. We did not grow up with no, it. No, no I, I think I discovered that it was that it even existed years later, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago at the latest. And wow. I didn't wow. even know for, for loving Fright Night my entire life uh, Maybe I was aware, but I'd never had the chance, and I think I pirated a a really bad copy off of the Internet. And then, Hmm. um, yeah, and then I watched it once, and it didn't stick with me really, and then the two of us. A few years ago, yeah. The
1: first time I saw it was the like the uh, DVD copy, I guess you want to yeah, call it, yeah. of it that you had on your shelf, uh, and we watched it uh, a couple years ago during like Halloween, yeah. I think, or something.
0: I think it's originally a VHS rip, so it's yeah. a really, really bad, really bad quality copy that we watched. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but I have a distinct memory. I, I <laughs> talked about my my room and having like movie posters I've gotten from videos, the like a local video store. I do remember distinctly I did have. Fright Night 2, hanging on my walls, having never seen it, but just being intrigued oh. with the white poster with the eyes and the the, the lips with the fangs, sure. And yeah. you know, put it up there next to Stewardess school <laughs> with another movie I didn't see. It was like girls, uh, <laughs> but I never saw. It. I think it was one of those things where I was like, oh, that probably won't like direct a video. So you know, it right. probably has nothing to do with anything. You know, oh, well, you know, girl vampire.
0: That's not the the vampire that I know. Yeah, so, I don't think I ever
1: even looked into it. I just was like, just assumed that it was. Poor.
0: <laughs> yeah I, it's possible that we did because i i fright night was a movie that rented over and over and over to the point where we just I, i've told that story before my mother bought it she used to say every anytime i did something stupid she'd say you're so cool brewster like you know yeah, as, as a yeah. kid it was a big it was a big deal in the house she liked it too i think probably because of chris sarandon right <laughs> but um For reason. we had to have seen it as mm-hmm. when i was a kid we had to have rented it but it did it made no lasting impression because i feel like when i discovered it was a thing i you know i i had to have it and yeah. i remember at the time actually trying to legitimately buy it and all the copies for the dvd at the time were like going for 200 bucks yeah so i just
2: which which i i have one of them actually <laughs> I got it in the early 90s. My mom bought it from our local VHS uh-huh. store um, right when they were transitioning in the early 90s. So I have a, I have a copy signed by Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh, nice. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah. I don't know who else in the world wants it. I know they go for a lot, but then I don't see many people loving the movie. So I'm not sure who would want it besides uh, right. me.
1: Well, I've read over and over on the Internet. Whenever I look up Fright Night 2, it's like it's developed a cult following. And I'm like, I don't know who these people are, but
2: uh, <laughs> <Where? Yeah. laughs>
1: I don't hear anybody telling me about Fright Night 2. But then again, starting up this podcast, uh, many people were like,
0: what's that movie? And
1: I was
2: like, ah, "You don't." Uh. <laughs> yeah, but even yeah. I like
0: being in the club. Yeah. I don't mind when people don't know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. as far as this movie goes. And maybe it's just the hipster in me, but the moment it's a you know too many people like it, it's mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. So not for everything, obviously. <laughs> but but this movie is so special to me, and I think to, to Christina and, and to you, mm-hmm. like it, that's okay that not everybody knows. It's it's a pleasure. How at this day and age, how hard is it to find a movie? movie that you love so much that p- other people haven't seen this is one you can kind of do that with again. right
1: right
2: um yeah for sure
0: now we could be super cool and be like but have you
1: seen friday night 2 <laughs> I mean, no only cool people have seen that one right
2: i say that all the time i'm like well you'll have to come over because you can't find yeah, it anywhere it's
1: true uh luckily i did find a blu-ray rip on youtube and by the time this recording comes yeah, out i don't know down, yeah. it could be down
2: uh, it's been up for years yeah Okay. Been
1: there. Well, then I, I will post it on our, uh, on our Twitter and on our, uh, our Facebook group. And, uh, you know, so if anybody who wanted to listen to this episode and, uh, hasn't seen the movie and is intrigued at all yet, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> can check it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, let, let me just start, with, uh, before we start getting into the beep, I, actually, I, I have lo- I have a bunch of trivia as well. Most of it, Christina, you've probably heard before. Um, but, w- do you guys think
0: this is a worthy sequel to the original Fright Night? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> this, we'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Because I do have an idea how, not that it's going to, you know, not that I'm anybody or... But I have I have a few thoughts how you could make this movie better. Okay, there's just two things especially that stand out is really bad and irritating to me. Mm-hmm. Other than that, overall I liked it. But we can get it. We can get into that. Okay. I don't think it's worthy because of these two things that are so blatantly shitty to me. Okay. Um, but we get Charlie Brewster and Peter Vincent back.
1: Yeah we go. that's that's you know talking on the positives uh to me thinking myself okay what do i want in a sequel i definitely want the main characters back and you know I can accept that Jerry Dandridge is not with us because he was killed in the first one. And sometimes, you know, a sequel kind of sucks when it's like, but he didn't actually die, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they don't have a real good reason to bring him back. But I'm so glad we have Charlie and Peter, yeah, uh, back they Are you know? We were talking earlier, like at this point, they're they're just good friends of ours, right? Because we've just talked about them for hours and
0: hours and hours, yeah, um, <laughs> for a, li- a lifetime now,
1: really. <laughs> for a lifetime, yeah uh but to me like a, this movie really reminds me of a couple of movies um one of them uh the Lost Boys. Definitely, they do some Lost Boys stuff uh, with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Charlie turning and wearing the sunglasses. I think um, his roommate sometimes looks like Kiefer Sutherland more, uh, <laughs> more he's hanging out with Regine. <laughs> um, but the other one that really reminds me of th- th- this movie, one that I watched over and over and over again as a kid, preteen, coming of age, once bitten. <laughs> Jim Carrey.
2: I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Great silly movie. Yeah, it's
1: it's really funny, but it's like also like super like sex. Like Lauren Lauren Hutton is like my gosh, you know. Yeah, bless. Um, but. Hotter than Chris Randon? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no, <laughs> no
1: way. <laughs> but uh, I ended up, you know, personally. Uh, when we watched it that first time, we watched it on that VHS rip, and I was, uh, I, I was like, kind of turned off by it, you yeah. know. Um, I was like, what is, what are they doing here, you know? And and also, you know, just the quality of the film, I felt like was kind of crappy. No, yeah, that the transfer the really shit didn't yeah. help. But you know, watching in this Blu-ray rip on uh YouTube I, I ended up liking a l- liking it a lot more than I did before and uh, I gave it more of a chance yeah I mean it's also yeah. like we've been through like months and months and months of just talking about the original sure forever sure. <laughs> so it's also like hey it's just new material you know it's like oh oh they're yeah. doing something I didn't I don't know anything about really
0: <laughs> but there, but there's a little bit of like the You know, you had the Disney-wide release of Aladdin, and Mm -hmm. then, like, a year later, you're walking to the video store, and you're like, what the fuck is this Return of the Jafar thing? You know, (laughs) it has a little bit of that feeling. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But this time, Jafar didn't return, so (laughs) it was Jafar's sister. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christina, do 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 you think that this is a worthy sequel?
2: I mean, I don't. I think I'm really clouded by how much I liked it as a kid. You know how some movies and you show them to people when you get to be an adult, yes. and they're and you're like, "Oh, this is shit." Oh my god, I didn't realize how terrible mm-hmm. this movie is. That's in this movie. I I I don't know. I think a lot of things that they did with it were cool and fun and reminded me of the first mm-hmm. one. But there are things that could be better. I mean, it, it did get a little more campy than I wanted it to with the roller skating vampire and all the yeah. things like that. I mean, it's cool, but I'm like, where is this coming from? <laughs> yeah. You know? I, don't know, I enjoy it for what it is. It Could it be better? Yeah, uh,
1: for sure. <laughs> and honestly, and I'm going to get into the pre-production trivia here. I think it could have been a lot worse, too. <laughs> then. <laughs> uh, okay, so let me uh, do some Robin Reads. Uh, here we go. Uh, uh, so Fright Night was a success of course, uh, the, and because of that the producers really pushed hard for a sequel, uh, but when new people had taken over Columbia Pictures that sequel got dumped. So the producer, one of the producers of Fright Night, Herb Jaffe, uh, ended up greenlighting the sequel at his own production company called Vista Organization. If I'm wrong in any of this trivia, Christina, by the way, me off. <laughs>
2: good, like good. competing
1: stories. So I was like, uh, hopefully, I get the right one. Um. So, to save money, uh, the first thing they did was they axed the idea of bringing Chris Sarandon back because he would be asking for a star salary. Too much money. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he was the, you know, in the credits, the star of Fright Night. Yeah. You know, it wasn't William Ragsdale or Roddy McDowell. Right. Um, and then they realized that they couldn't get Tom Holland back because he was busy with Child's Play. So, mm-hmm. they, you know, and of course Chris Sarandon was, uh, mixed up with that as well. Uh, so they needed new writers. So they, uh, went to uh, a couple of writers that worked for Vista uh, Tim Metcalf and uh, Miguel Tejada Flores I believe and uh, they went through a, a first draft um, they uh, actually were you know, pretty sought after writers uh, because they conceived the story for Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> so we're going to get the nerds guys on this uh, so they wrote that first draft and it went out um, both Amanda Beers and Stevie Jeffries uh looked at this first draft and were like uh no <laughs> and uh i mean of course amanda Bears was busy with uh, married with children and stephen jeffries kind of had this choice do i star in this sequel or do i um uh star in 976 evil and you know he like i think he had the main role in that so right. he decided to pick that one a starring
0: role rather than a supporting cast
1: yeah yeah uh, once they passed, uh, the script got had to be rewritten again to explain where Ed and Amy were. Um, and so they explain in the, the rewrite that Ed had died in the first movie. And this is stuff that was actually written in the script, like it was talked about. Sure. Um, and then there's this line between Charlie and Peter to explain what happened to Amy. Uh, the line is, uh, we kind of broke up and she started dating a lot of older men. They all vaguely resembled Jerry Dandridge. One of them owned a bank. She married him and moved to Houston.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but here's something interesting because I've heard Amanda talk okay. about this. Um, she says they never asked. Oh, her, really? And they passed on to a more Hollywood type
1: girl. 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 Okay. Girl.
2: girl. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying that's something I heard from her at a yeah, panel. yeah,
1: yeah. An interview I read with her was just like you know I didn't like the script, I passed on it, and uh, I was busy with Mary with children anyway. So you know,
2: maybe it was a little yeah. bit about that,
0: that could be the de- that could be the the defense of the hurt at this point too, right? Like why mm-hmm. you know why do they pass over me? I mean, she's mm-hmm. obviously a big part of the.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, of course, yeah, those those two explanations about the characters uh, didn't actually make it into the final screenplay. Right.
2: Um, so... No, I know. Hamey's just, just gone, and there's no explanation, no explanation. ever. yeah. bizarre.
1: Uh, since Tom Holland was busy, uh, they brought in Tommy Lee Wallace to direct. Um, he, of course, is the production designer who ended up playing Michael Myers in the original of Halloween. Um, he mm-hmm. went on to write, write and direct Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, a huge Flop, panned by critics. Right. <laughs> but, of course cult following. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Noble tribe. Uh, our friend Jerry will defend it to his, very,
0: his last breath. Weirdest motherfucker we know.
1: <laughs> uh, Tommy also wrote and directed one of my favorites, your, one of your favorites, 1990 uh, TV miniseries, uh, It, for Stephen King. Sure. Yeah, the best mm-hmm. one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> talk about a cult following. Um, so, because of uh, Halloween 3's failure, uh, Tommy wanted to create a sequel that didn't stray too far from the formula that would work as a companion piece. He also reached out to Tom Holland for advice and Tom said quote just don't get too serious about it make sure it's fun it's got to be scary it's got to be fun too uh, so Tommy actually took the Nerds Writer scripts. script did a major rewrite um, he said those guys the script uh, those guys is, wow <laughs> uh, they, their script went way over the top It was super campy um, so uh, yeah he, he rewrote it and according to interviews uh uh, William Ragsdale signed up because Charlie wasn't a clone of the character from the original movie. He'd grown and matured. It says, "quote What he has to deal with is much more troublesome emotionally, and so the role has a lot more substance." And uh, apparently, uh, Roddy also signed up because he just enjoyed creating the first movie and really liked working with William Ragsdale. Yeah, so, yeah. Sweet.
0: One of the hardest things I think Charlie has to deal with in this sequel is is uh, his mullet. <laughs>
1: His hair sure grew. (laughs) But only in the back. Um, So the, the film was produced by Vista. It was distributed by TriStar, which did release it internationally in December of 1988. Uh, like, in Australia, I think, uh, maybe a couple other places, but they held out on the domestic release uh, for some reason. It wasn't until the following year, in May of 1989, that the film finally attained American theatrical distribution, uh, though its release was extremely limited and brought in only $548,231 on its opening weekend. (laughs) Uh, And so... um, in August 20th, 1989, uh, director Tommy Lee Wallace and Roddy McGowell lunched with the head of distribution, Jose Menendez. <laughs> Uh, to discuss the marketing strategy for Fright Night 2. Tommy says uh, his response was kind of negative and when lunch was over, the whole thing seemed kind of shaky and dark. That very night, Mr. Menendez and his wife were shotgunned in their beds. It turned out that their two sons committed the crime, but nobody knew the the next morning when the news hit the headlines. My phone rang. It was Roddy. All he said was, well, I didn't do it. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. But yeah, you know, if People don't know that's the famous menendez brothers
0: murders yeah big deal uh yeah huge deal it's all over the it was like oj before oj yeah like dominated television for
1: months mm-hmm. tommy lee wallace says on the you're so cool Brewster, like you know like basically like f you menendez brothers you killed my movie yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that's when i learned about it by watching um you're so cool Brewster. that's when i learned about the tie-in yeah. and i was blown yeah, away that's crazy it's to think nuts. that's
0: the last movie he was probably deal, you know, conversation he had yeah. about a movie that day, and then yeah, never that was it for him, mm-hmm. Mr. Menendez. I mean, this
1: might be the last movie you talk about. So. It could be. Okay, it could be. All right, we have plans for later. We- <laughs> Are you two gonna kill me? <laughs> it's, our, it's our.
2: Well, I'm in Michigan, so
1: I'm probably not. <laughs> uh, In the end, the sequel was never promoted and was quickly dumped to home video after making a total of $3 million on the $7.5 million budget, which was actually the same budget they had for the original, um, but that made a lot more money. (laughs) Since all the movie's planned promos and ads were canceled, most people never even learned of the movie's existence until eventually noticing it on the shelves at their local video store. There you go. And so, yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, that's now a cult movie. I mean, for better or for worse. So, uh, I don't know. Do you have any other stories? Do you remember any other stories from the production and all that stuff or
2: I honestly, you really got a lot of the things you really got a lot of the things that, that I know to be true because there's not a lot out there about this movie. And there's not like they don't meet for conventions about this movie, you know? So I've never been able to like listen what do you have to say. <laughs> um and anytime I've asked people that I know who were in it, it's like, "Oh, yeah." That, the time. Yeah. that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Well I don't know much more than you know at this point. Uh, I wish I had some sort of
1: uh wild theory about this uh movie that you could uh text William Ragsdale and we could have another uh <laughs> epic uh text from him. Uh
2: but well, you know. <laughs> I know we were talking about this movie oh, a few years ago. We were having breakfast, and uh, I was telling him I really liked it. He could not, for the life of him, remember the name of the lead vampire in this oh, film. Really? He's just going for all these women names. I'm like, it's Regine. It's, it's Regine. <laughs> I don't expect you to know this. Why would you care? you know? He's
1: yeah, had a lot of sense, I suppose. <laughs> I
2: thought I <laughs> Alright,
1: let's do some scene by scene. I'm just gonna kinda go through my notes of the movie and, uh, you know, feel free to interrupt me with your opinions, your, your own thoughts, you know. Uh, I, I just tend to run at the mouth, so. Uh, so yeah, we, we start this movie with th- flashbacks of, uh, Charlie's new narrative of what happened in therapy. Um, he's also got new hair. Um, and his story is that Jerry Dandridge was a serial killer Ugh. and a cult worshipper, not a vampire. Vampires do not
0: exist. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this was, this is very jarring
1: to start off Like, okay.
0: what? So, I will, I mean, you know, this is, this is notes from Len, right? Uh uh-huh. yeah, yeah, Writer's Corner. Again, I'm to pretend to know any better, but in this case, I fucking do. <laughs> All right? Don't do this. This is a bad move. Because we spend a lot of... We waste... This is one of my... I said there's two things that irritate the shit out of me in this movie. This is one of them. Mm -hmm. We already went through this epic, fun, rad adventure with Charlie. Yeah. And now he suddenly doesn't believe. And we spend too much of the first half of this movie where convincing the main character of shit he already fucking knows. Right. And then we keep doing. He believes, and Peter doesn't. Back and forth. It's so stupid. And the other thing, I might as well say it right now because we're going to get to it. Well, I'll, I'll wait till we till we get to. it. I'll wait till we get to it. But so that's number one. Don't don't do this. Uh-huh. Don't do this. And when we get to the next thing that I hate so much about this movie, I'll tell you the rest. Okay. What you do instead. What I think you do instead. All right.
1: Um, well, this this whole thing starts off with like a kind of a the. A, 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 Thing he's gone through three years of therapy, and I think you know I mentioned while we were rewatching it, like there's there seems to be like it's the '80s, and let's make kind of like jokes about like therapy and how like I don't know it's you know new agey or like brainwashy. I don't I have no idea what they're trying to get at with, but it seems to be. I mean, with the uh, with the therapist character, there seems to be a lot of like real like I don't know.
2: Uh, yeah, like, you can't take him seriously.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're a, a child in the 90s, uh, you might not be able to take him seriously because he's the voice of Pumbaa from The Lion King, Ernie right. <laughs> right.
0: Sabella. But in that scene, he the story contradicts itself. Mm-hmm. My understanding, is first he tells Charlie, like, yeah, it's just that, you know, it's a figment of your imagination. It was trauma. It's the way he dealt trauma, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. Summed up. And then he's and then he says, "Oh yeah, group hallucinations, group hypnosis. Is, that's those are two separate fucking ideas. <laughs> right. Completely. You can't do both. So either Peter was a bad
1: influence on him right. or he went through some sort of trauma that he's covering up. Right.
0: But it's not presented to the to the audience that way. It's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, Charlie's suffering from all these different kinds of complexes." And the, and for Charlie to even believe all that, he killed a fucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't... I kind
2: of, kind of like the idea that he had been through trauma and did not know how to process yeah. it, but I don't know that it was handled... Um, it was very abrupt. It was, like, too yeah. abrupt. Yeah, so,
0: okay. So I am going to... And then I'm going to shut up for the rest of this whole episode. This is this is how I would do <laughs> it's it. It's just going to be me and
1: you for the rest of it, Sorry. That's right.
0: I mean it, because this is all I have to say about the movie. This is what I would have done to change it. We, okay. we start the film with our Regine, the Regine, the vampire. Right. Walking through her... Okay, because this is the other thing that This is your version. This is my version. Okay. I I hate the fact that it's briefly touched on that she's Jerry's sister. Give me a fucking break. (laughs) So, if you're going to go that route, the way to fix it is you open the movie with her walking in the Dandridge house in Rancho Corvallis... In the basement, finding her brother's bones, and she steps on a school ID from Charlie Brewster. Yeah. And now she has a reason Something. to be hunting him. She has a fucking reason. Yeah. Yeah. And she would know because she, as far as we know, she, how the how the hell does she even know that Peter and Charlie were involved? She doesn't. There's no witnesses. We hear Ed laugh at the, but he's ex- not even explained away. Like we, we don't see from that again. So if you're not going to do that, she's walked through the house. She she discovers in some way like that. I mean, that's a little what a tr- twist trumpy. it would be
1: to find out that those red eyes were hers. Were her
0: right? Sure. That's that's exactly Ooh, great. Yeah. Great. So that's she's in the house right now. She's after Charlie, and we have Peter retired from Fright Night he's not on the TV show anymore he's re- enjoying his retirement right? and he keeps trying to reconnect with Charlie but Charlie's in college now and Charlie's got a new girlfriend we can still do the no Amanda Beers thing that's fine mm-hmm. working within what we have to work with those actors that want to do it great fine right He's busy with his new girlfriend. He keeps missing her. Those, that, that vampire starts stalking Peter. So it's Peter's job to try to convince Charlie that it's happening, happening again. But in the meantime, Charlie's kidnapped, held hostage by the group of, you know, the yeah, werewolf, right, the yeah. vampire, all those guys. And yeah. now Peter has to convince Charlie's new girlfriend that this is all real and they have to, re- and uh-huh. they have to Uh-oh. rescue Charlie. So Peter becomes the hero. Charlie can still, William Raxdale can still be awesome. He can still be fighting, you know, for Mm -hmm. his life. -hmm. Even if he's bitten and all of that stuff, maybe get a little more of that transformation. But I think that's the way you fix this movie. Having to go to therapy and all of that shit was a a bad move, Mm -hmm. and not and just out of nowhere being like, "Oh yeah, by the way, Leia, I'm your brother." Like that's a bit (laughs) whoa spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's that's just lazy writing. It's bad. Give us a little bit at the beginning to care about, you know, the oh shit, Charlie's in trouble, and and give us a reason to care further. Like those are the otherwise i really think the movie's fun Mm -hmm. but those two things are what keep it keep me from liking it is the is that connection to jerry and charlie doing the whole back and forth i believe i don't believe i believe i don't believe Mm -hmm. you're a fucking bit on the neck Mm -hmm. now you can eat garlic why don't you believe, asshole? You believed three scenes ago. I only laugh because you're, you're so
1: angry. About this. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I, and I also love the fact that you say that you're going to be quiet for the rest of the podcast. Yet I'm going to go through this movie beat by beat, and I guarantee you're going to at least
0: grunt over there. No, <laughs> that's it. That's all I had to say about this whole okay. thing. I overall enjoy it. I love the Uncle Rico. I love, I love him as an actor. Yeah. He's great in this movie. I wish he was the main villain. Yeah. Uh, He's great. All right, all right, all right. That's
2: it. I agree with you, by the way. I, I think that's that would fix it. Mm. I love that. I want to see that movie.
1: Did you want to text uh, William Marshall <laughs> about, uh, about Len's idea? Right, we're going to reshoot it.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure he wants to do *Fright Night* Part Two, Part Two,
1: <laughs> Part Two again.
0: <laughs> the thing is, we don't have any money, so it's all going to have to be yeah shot uh, on my yeah, phone. shot on the cell phones. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so so yeah, he's been in therapy for three years, and uh, and and he does this thing in the first scene where he's like, you know, I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna break down every beat by beat, but it's like he's like it's hard to leave, and I'm like, what do you mean? Have you been locked up? Like he seems like he's about to go back out into the world again. It's like I I. I, I I, I think they were kind of confused on what he's doing because the next scene, he's just like, he's at college and he's doing college stuff. So has he been locked up or is he, I no, just I assumed that, that he was just in I think, college. No, I,
0: Yeah, I think he's getting leave, therapy. leaving therapy. I think this was their closing sessions. Like they were finishing up therapy. Oh, uh, okay. But,
2: That's how I understood
1: uh, it. All right, all right. Also, it's mentioned that Peter killed his best friend, Ed. And I'm like, oh, right. I mean, tell me more. Did he get arrested for it? Did he, was he accused of it? Like, we don't, I want to hear, that's one of the big things about the end of Fright Night is kind of weird because it just kind of jumps from all this chaos and carnage to Peter's back on TV and Amy and Charlie are back in bed again. It's like, it's yeah. cool they kind of leave it to whatever, but, you know, if you're going to do a sequel, explain it. Explain what happened.
2: Yeah. He says, the therapist says, uh, even though it was in self-defense. Yeah. That's the line so we're supposed to believe something happened and he was acquitted, maybe. Right. I don't know. Right.
1: He was he was attacked in Charlie Brewster's house <laughs> by a naked teenager. Yeah, I, see,
0: I, see, right. I still want that. The lost Judy Brewster scene. Oh, yes. some, and on the floor, like, what the hell?
1: Is-? I'm going to take a volume. Yeah, <laughs> Walks right by. Uh, okay, so we go to Charlie in college, who is... I mean, they're not even saying Illinois anymore. It, it is Cal State. Um, and uh, he tosses out all his vampire defenses, he shaves, he cuts his neck, and he puts the band-aid on. So yeah, he's, again, these three years, so he's just been holding on to all these stakes and everything for three years, and now he's throwing them away.
0: Yeah, so they finally reached the end of therapy. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not greatly explained, but I guess, yeah, that's yeah. how I took it. Um,
1: and then we go to the set of Fright Night with Peter, and I thought this was kind of fun. I was like, oh, it's cool. We actually See the set. It's not just on a TV screen. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like Joe Pataliano is producing it. There's this big, you know, like, mook behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Sunglasses and the
2: chain. And they all hate it. Yeah. yeah all washed up
1: now. <laughs> and Charlie comes in with uh, Alex. He drives in with his uh, 1966 Ford Mustang Fastback, which is the same make and model as, uh, you know, I looked it up on the internet car database. It's the same make, make and model from the first one, but of course you know, that there's
0: no red on it. Right. Tom wasn't going to lend his car back to the production. Of the, yeah.
1: Right. Are they assuming that, are, are we to assume that, That's you know, true. after Jerry destroyed it <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> off camera, that he rebuilt it and painted it all white, so right. I just
0: replaced it I have a I have a a friend girlfriend not, not girlfriend that I dated but a friend who is a girl for a very long time that was a beetle Volkswagen beetle fanatic mm-hmm. and she had three in a row because the first one burned yeah. um, they're fa- famous oh. for that catching on fire while you're driving them <laughs> and then this Okay. Yeah. And then the second one was totaled. And the third. she just kept buying the same car because she loved it so much. So yeah. maybe
1: that's Charlie's deal. And that one that she drove up to the Overlook Hotel. Right. You know a girl named Wendy? Is it? we know the same person? Uh,
0: you, know, uh, <laughs> you know, the name of the one that burned was Winifred.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: <laughs>
1: um, oh, man, now I want to go on Volkswagen Bug Stories, but I, we don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I did think that maybe they're trying to do some sort of like interesting um, metaphor, illusion, whatever you want to call it. Like Charlie has this, you know, the the Mustang is perfectly white and been restored and everything's fine. It's just like all his trauma has been washed away clean white. And now he's, you know, uh, renewed or whatever. Right.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never thought about it that much. But yeah, maybe. Uh, they're doing a lot of uh,
0: pop psychology in this movie. So. <laughs> so, no, no, I hate to tell you guys, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they thought about it that much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it was like a whole grease lightning scene that we missed out. Like that a bunch of people are like dancing on it and right. fixing it up. Um, so uh, yeah, they 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 visit uh, Peter and then Peter brings them back to the apartment, and I see that they're really trying hard to uh, make it look like Peter's still living in the same place, right?
2: I know. I was like, "Did he live on a college campus, or what?" I'm, I'm confused about the geography yeah, in this movie. Yeah.
1: There's a, there's a giant building that it, it, it's on the poster. It takes the place of Jerry's
0: house in the sequel poster. It's Charlie's house.
1: No, no it was Jerry's house. Yeah, that's the Dandridge
0: house. Yeah, okay, sorry, the, Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: Have you seen that movie? No, I don't
0: know what you're talking about Okay, movie.
1: All right, <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> that's Amy on the poster. Ooh, yeah. Uh,
1: it's anyway, the the sequel, the the building is now the big scary place, right. and it does from 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 the poster, it does look like the 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 building that. Uh uh, Dana lives in, in yeah. Ghostbusters. It's like, Whoa! <laughs> But we go into the apartment, and it seems like the apartment hasn't changed, so I'm to assume that we never really saw anything, but the hallway outside of Peter's apartment and Peter's apartment, we never saw, did we see an
0: exterior shot of that never. building ever? Never. I don't know, I just assumed that it was a smaller... I lived in the rectory of a church for a while. That had maybe an old rectory converted into apartments. There's maybe eight apartments in that place, and that—that's the kind of feeling I got from Peter's apartment. That it was just like yeah. eight, or, you know, the first movie. But yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is a uh, yeah. The geography, as you said, is strange. This the set design is a little wonky.
1: But the the, the apartment is clearly set up to emulate to feel. the feel. Yeah. You have that curved uh, archway over Peter's uh, bedroom in the back there. Right. There's a bit of a, there's a mantelpiece that's new, but they've got the film stuff uh, all over the walls. Yeah, it looks,
0: uh, but this apartment inside <laughs> and out seems a lot more opulent. Like he, because he does have yeah. more stuff. It feels like he's, he's always, always making money, money. money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like money
1: now after being cleared of murder, he's got made tons of money on public <laughs> access. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Peter thinks, uh, Charlie let Alex in on their adventures, so he's, it, it's kind of cute where he's like, oh, you know, yeah, the, Obviously, she's all in on it, and we're all cool together. But really, they're kind of they're they're playing the game of entertaining his delusions, right? <laughs> um, but we, yeah, we get more Alex here. Alex is played by you know for the folks at home, Tracy Lind. Uh, Tracy uh, later starred in movies like My Boyfriend's Back, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, the movie version, and uh, Class of 1999, which is funny because that's the sequel to another Tom Holland movie, uh, Class of 1984. Of course, Tom Holland had nothing to do with 99. <laughs> Um and uh in nineteen ninety seven uh Tracy went public with accusations of abuse uh regarding former boyfriend Dodi Fayed, who then later mm-hmm. died in a car accident with Princess Diana. Oh wow. Yeah. So
2: and she hasn't been seen. Yeah. Um, I've—that's the other piece of trivia. I'm like, where? Where's yeah. this girl? Nobody knows. It's
1: another Judy Brewster situation.
2: <laughs> I know it's frustrating. I want to. I'm like, is she okay? Is everything good? I get. I read that she did an interview and she was really off and very rude to the uh, person who, who was doing the interview, and um, she just left. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I really liked her in this movie. I wanted to see more. Yeah, of her. I
1: liked her too. I yeah. did too. I did yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a quote from her from that two, maybe the same interview, 2013 interview. I it says, I'm an intensely private person. So the whole acting thing was just the wrong path for me. So, mm. uh, for me, for, you know, I don't want to, you know, cast aspersions or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it, but it, she did accuse this guy of uh, abuse and then like later in the year, he's a part of this huge like, international tragedy of Princess Diana. Yeah. And so he was kind of like, you know, probably talked up about as, you know, a good guy. A hero Yeah. yeah. A yeah. So her right. coming out with yeah. these accusations probably made her, her stock in, I mean, you know, or she could have just, again, she could have just, she could be, tell me the honest truth where she is a private person. And so right. that's just me reading yeah. stuff on the internet.
0: She <laughs> was great. I mean, we did say that watching it, re watching it tonight, that uh, it, it was, uh, I mean, I love Amanda Bierce, uh, but it was okay. She felt like a suitable replacement for Mm -hmm. in the film like a love interest i like her yeah uh so they do drinks
1: and stories they go up till they're out you know hanging out till midnight and outside the window charlie sees some coffin shaped boxes (laughs) being brought in and he's just like no 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 yeah yeah. (laughs) and uh then a limo and uh yeah he's saying like thanks very much but no thanks Um, got too old for this shit. Yeah, and and then it's kind of... Yeah, he's a whole 20 now. (laughs) Yeah, and it's kind of like a reflection of, you know, maybe we saw... Early signs of this, and Tommy Lee Wallace kind of used that at the end of Fright Night, where he looks out, he sees something glowing red in the window, and then he's just like, "Nope," yeah. <laughs> and goes and makes out with Amy, and like, that's it, um, you know. So he could have been building something out of that trauma, the defense mechanism. I don't know. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah Charlie and Alex make out in this uh, elevator this uh you know very um, victorian looking building, whatever victorian not victorian it 's very uh gothic like i yeah. I just felt like there was a lot of atmosphere in in the, the building mm-hmm. um, and while Alex is uh in the can, uh, <laughs> we hear the uh, the the new Brad Fidel score fire up, and yeah, they got Brad Fidel back for this. Um, as we see the new vampires walking by, and, uh, and Charlie's drawn to the lead vampire regime. Um, so, uh, Julie Carmen. Um, wh- wh- my first note on her is looking a lot like a model in a Prince video. <laughs> Right. Yeah, he, we were talking Prince videos earlier, but yeah, the, <laughs> the
0: the the other vampire looks like he came right out of the other Charlie yeah. Murphy's True Hollywood Story, the, the, <laughs> the, the, the Prince skit because one of the Revolution right. blouses playing basketball, but but uh, Regine that that actress I love mm. in the Mouth of Madness, I really love that movie Julie and Carmen. Yeah, yeah, she's she's a
2: weird movie. I love yeah. Julie. She's so good. She's so mm. gorgeous, and her and Chris both have this. I don't know, something about them that made me think, okay, where are they from? I'm not sure where they're from. It's them, but they but I bought that they could be related. Yeah.
0: It was great casting it if you know, she's gonna be he's gonna have a sister, she's perfect for that. Uh
1: Fangoria says, uh Julie Carmen initially wasn't interested in taking the role. She thought it was, quote, nothing more than an Elvira imitation. Uh Tommy Lee Wallace, who rewrote the script, says, quote, I'm still convinced it was written as a vehicle for Elvira, even though no one has actually admitted it it. Yeah and right around the same time, a different studio did actually create the movie Elvira mistress of the dark. Yeah. So maybe cool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the nerds guys like faster script around. They're like, well, we could turn this into an Elvira movie. <laughs> uh, but after uh, script revisions, uh, Julie became so enamored with the role that she turned down other projects to ensure she had ample time to prepare. Cool. Uh, she says, quote, uh, the vi- revisions made her more multi-dimensional being who happens to like sucking blood. Uh, Uh, says she watched the first film countless times, read uh, Anne Rice's Interview with the Vampire and the Vampire Lestat, and uh, studied Chris Sarandon in the original film. She says, I picked up some mannerisms from the Jerry Dandridge character, such as his wink and the Bella Lugosi way he held his hand that I use in this film. But I stopped looking at that first movie when I realized I could very easily fall into the trap of being a female clone of uh, Jerry Dandridge.
0: There's still a hint of it in her, though, but that's what makes it feel right. You mm -hmm. know, that's... Yeah, I, agree. I, I like, I like her. It, um, yeah, all the villains are fun, man, in this movie. That's like, not the problem. That's like the best part, actually.
1: Uh, we go to make out point, uh, or, you know, I just call it
0: make out point, uh,
1: and Alex says he, she has to get up early for school. Uh, but Charlie, you know, he's super turned on by seeing Regine earlier. And now Regine is literally laying on top of the car.
2: Uh, it's a great scene. Was, I love oh, that scene. Gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. I know. Uh,
1: and we see something fly over the car. And I guess this is all miniatures, that whole, uh, flying over the car and the mm. different houses and stuff. um, and, uh, yeah, Charlie gets a little bold and, uh, gets a slap, I believe. And, uh, Alex storms off and Charlie drives away.
2: <laughs> well, he's got the worst luck with girlfriends. Really like,. What is this?
1: It seemed like they parked in the middle of, the no, of nowhere. And, like, my first instinct was, like, hey, what are you doing, Charlie? <laughs> like,
2: I know. You can't just let her walk yeah. into the woods, but it's not. It's like her Yeah, arm. like,
0: it's like the next
1: scene is, like, sure, sir, walking up to a building. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, again, uh, as you pointed out, the the, the locations are really, the geography is weird in this movie. It's not yeah. really well thought out. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Totally. Um, there's some uh, panting in the bushes when Alex goes into her building. Um, and we see one girl leave, and then we get to meet Bell, who uh, kind of rollers in uh, and has himself a snack. We see this like blood splatting <laughs> onto the. Uh,
2: I love that scene, yeah. too.
0: Yeah, that seems to be in a lot of I, the promos I, and stuff, right? Promo photos, a very famous I, him skating. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I just thought it was beautiful. Like I didn't know what what was happening, but I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it's very
0: dreamlike.
1: It's yeah. Uh, this is. This is due to the, uh, the actor Russell Clark uh, being brought into play, Bell apparently an acclaimed choreographer. Yeah. Um, he did yep. choreography for the movie. He did eight-hour rehearsals with Julie Carmen for uh, their dancing. And uh, I believe also...
2: Which is crazy, because they barely have any, but I know, okay. I saw that p-
1: bit of trivia and I was like, that that dance? But no. I have a feeling it had something to do with the Fright Night performance, too, that she does later.
0: Yeah, yeah, but also st- how much of that ended up on the floor, yeah. on the bedroom floor, right? Yeah, that could have been that, the too. The sequence could have been longer.
1: Um, yeah, he also coached his
0: vampire co-stars to
1: move together, like in a group, fluidly. Hmm. Um, and so, uh, oh, uh, the uh, the the splat of the blood. Um, Tommy Lee Wallace said that he comes from an art background. "Quote." So the idea that an art student might paint her last or best work on concrete in her own blood has a grisly personal appeal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like wow. <laughs> dark. that's dark. Cool. <laughs> And so uh, this might be from the Nerds writer's uh, script. The girl gets out of the shower. There's boobies. <laughs> and uh, for some... Yeah some reason they're playing
2: louis but louis and i just thought it was obligatory i was like why you know okay yeah, whatever yeah
0: i totally I don't Yeah, know, i just watched this twice i watched this last movie week ever and tonight <laughs> yeah i changed my opinion this is great this movie is fucking great
2: you won't like it you're gonna i think that you're gonna think what you didn't need this it's yeah it's gratuitous no
0: no but i i, I honestly i must have <laughs> glanced at my phone both times i did That's not so funny. see boobs in this movie <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're
0: <laughs> Yeah, she gets
1: out of the shower and, and like the shade's completely open and even her roommate's like, Hey, you know, their shades are open. I put a shirt on or something. And, and but the funny thing is they're playing Louie Louie and who's spying on them but the character of
0: Louie.
1: <laughs> uh, played by John Grease Greise? Grease?
2: Grease, I'm not sure I think
1: who's playing like a werewolf vampire. Um, which I guess is kind of like the same kind of thing. I mean, as, uh, kind evil of, Ed, yeah. maybe
2: it's just too weird. It's like, he's a werewolf, but he wants to be a vampire. It's like, he's a vampire in training. Yeah. Right. Because Regine's coaching him on how to drink blood. It's very, I just didn't fully understand this concept, but agreed. I like the character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh and of course, you know, he also played a werewolf in Monster Squad.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which
1: made me like yell, you know, when he's attacking Alex later, like kick him in the nards. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh and yeah, he's he's a, he's kind of the comic relief of this movie a bit. Uh, you know, he puts his hands on the windows, very John Belushi animal house here, and they close the window or Alex closes the window on his big nails and they clip on the window and he falls. Yeah. Uh, so, it might not be uh, a surprise to you that uh, Stephen Jeffries was offered uh, to reprise Evil Ed, and when he turned it down, the script was rewritten and the character of Louis was created out of what they had for Ed. Okay. <laughs> So basically okay. a lot of these bits just kind
0: of imagine evil Ed doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, no, I don't have to. I wouldn't want to see it. doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Louis's the right guy for it. And
1: and also yeah. if they gave him a role I mean, Louis definitely has some moments, but it's like Stephen Jeffries is probably just like, Hey, I was in the original movie, like don't just give me like yeah. wacky werewolf guy or you know. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, we have Brian Thompson here, uh, who plays Bosworth, which is, uh, modeled after Brian Bosworth, the big football player. Sure. And, uh, I guess he landed the role because he kind of resembled him, but, uh. A little
0: bit, yeah, I can see that. He was, I remember as a kid, Bosworth was everywhere. I think he played for the Seahawks. He's a big mouthy, rugged blonde guy with a crew, yeah. crew cut just yeah
1: yeah it's so funny i didn't even find that trivia until later but like at the first note i was like boz oh bosworth like brian bosworth yeah um and uh yeah it, it it he does this whole thing where he picks bugs out and says what their genus is and then he eats them and i guess that was uh his idea
0: that's cool i i like that little renfield touch um yeah So I'm like, is this Billy? Is this their Billy? Yeah, I guess he is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: So we do
1: the whole thing with the dorm room. Regine comes to Charlie's door and is doing the whole, there's no vampires. There are no vampires. And uh, she says that she was looking for, she had a wrong room. She was looking for Charlie Cassidy. And mm-hmm. the only, do you, do you know why maybe they use that name? Like, the the I don't only know. thing I can think of is
0: the editor of this film is Jay Cassidy. Yeah. So maybe there's like, maybe. A, know, like a, a little nod to them. nod to the editor. Well, see, this is why, when I go back to what I was saying before, without that little scene I think they should have had with her discovering her brother being killed by Charlie Brewster. Her, even though it's a sexy, cool scene, her being on the car, her yeah. following, and they come to his dorm, mm-hmm. it doesn't, make any sense <laughs> and then and then the yeah. little reveal isn't even to Charlie, it's to yeah. Peter later on, oh yeah, speaking of blood you killed my brother, whatever mm-hmm. it is Jerry was a thousand years old, he's my brother I, it, it's the reveal it, it falls flat because all of this stuff leading up to it, like why is this vampire fucking with Charlie, he's just in this situation again, it doesn't we needed it. We needed that tag before the starts. I
1: wonder if they you're supposed to just kind of assume the connection, even though you never actually see these characters together. I don't think, but the therapist ends up being a vampire. Yeah. So are you? Are they? Are they saying the therapist was coaching Charlie and?
2: Oh, I think what they're saying is that she was turning everyone in his life away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because. When he's on the car, she's like doing this thing with her hand. She's forcing yeah. his hand to do what it's doing, yeah. which is getting him in trouble with his girlfriend. And get, so they're right. fighting and then, turns his therapist, and now he doesn't have his therapist. Oh, That's what I always took it as. Like, she's taking people away from him one at a time, like, isolating him in a way. But I don't think that they're as clear about that. Yeah,
1: I didn't even think that. I was like, oh, is the therapist a a vampire this entire time?
0: Right, Right. well, because you don't know why she's fucking with him yet. Yeah. So it's not... Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if we knew what her intentions were right from the beginning of the movie, all of this stuff would be heavier. It would be darker. It would make more sense, I think. Yes.
2: That, yeah, that's me saying that after watching it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think on a first or second pass you're going to put all that together. And I don't even know if I'm right. That's just yeah, how I Yeah, no, I'm,
0: I'm in agreement with you. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Um,
1: Oh, and by the way, you know, minute by minute, I'm now looking around at Charlie's dorm room, and I just wanted to mention that his tastes have now gone from cars to old-timey exploitation films. Like, there's, like, lots of, like, women in prison, you know, like... A- yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> just gotta go, okay. Yeah. Some caution on man. It's cool. He's gotta put a different, you know... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different thing out to the world. It's no stewardess school, I'm just saying. <laughs> So, uh,
1: yeah, there's a, there's a bit of necking and a bit more necking. And then all of a sudden, uh, he wakes up screaming. He gets his crucifix, uh, makes up with Alex, um, and then all of a sudden, like, throws his crucifix because uh, uh, he he thinks that, you know, he's, like, getting affected by things and his therapy, you know, is, uh, Alex says that Peter still has the ability to scare him. So he's falling back on his, his therapy crutch. Regressing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, we have a scene where Bell shares a victim with Regine and Louie wants some. And it's a whole big kind of like, hey, here's the villains. <laughs> some more. Um, let's see. Alex tucks Charlie in. She keeps her clothes on and stays the night. And it turns out they, we, we find out, oh, they haven't had sex yet. Oh, <laughs> of course. course, you know, <laughs> uh, so. So uh, yeah, she leaves a note. I like you very much, uh, and says that the cut is infected, and um, that she's probably going to get a D because of the uh, uh, late night.
0: Well, she's going to get a D if she sticks around. And... So, I was
1: waiting. I, I was try- I was like, I'm not going to make the joke, and I just knew you'd help me out with that. One. Thank
0: you. Now I'm not the bad guy. Oh, I don't mind being the bad
1: guy. <laughs> uh, sunlight bothers him though. He's he's now wearing shades. He's you know. And, you know, again, this is what reminded me of the Lost Boys, the Michael running around in shades. Um, So the doc tries to give him some meds, and Charlie's not into meds, so the doc prescribes bowling. So we get the bowling alley established, and uh, Shades goes bowling, and he says he's feeling a lot better. So she makes a day with him to go to the symphony and uh, pick me up at 8. it's like, oh, Charlie's going to (laughs) totally disappoint her, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Charlie wakes up like 15 minutes before eight and he's woke up by his roommate, Richie, which mm-hmm. I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, it's that guy. It's, uh, his name is, he's played by Merritt Buttrick. He, uh, from, I've seen Wrath of Khan I don't know how many times, and that's David, Kirk's son. <laughs> it's a great name, Merritt. Merritt. Yeah. It's a good yeah. name. And then I looked him up on IMDb. I was like, what else has he been doing? And I, Not oh my God, he died.
2: I know. His story is really sad. I don't
0: know. What what ha- what's going what
1: what happened to this guy? So did you want to say it, Christina? I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Uh, I I don't. I, he had yeah. AIDS um, when he filmed Fright Night, and this is in the eighties when they didn't know anything about AIDS, and he died shortly after. Shortly
0: after the movie, yeah, man, it's yeah. a bummer.
1: Yeah. yeah, it says great. I, I found that great precautions were taken to ensure that the vampire fangs wouldn't actually prick his skin and draw blood. Oh, it's a bummer. But uh, yeah, I guess he was very like, kind of like dark about it. Sam like dark jokes on the set while they right. were filming. You know, well, I just trying to make light of it. You know. Twenty nine years old died. That's a that's a shame. Yeah. Like the before it even came out, I think, in America. So
2: Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Because it wasn't that long no. out. I mean it was long unusual, but not that long. And had it just been ten years later, you know, he would have maybe gotten right. the care that he needed, it was the eighties, so of course yeah, he didn't. Right. right. It's crazy sad. And I thought it was really fun in the yeah. He didn't roll but I enjoyed
1: mm-hmm. it. Uh, Yeah, again, when he starts getting more turned to the dark side, I I, I see a lot more like that David Keeper Sutherland. And it It might be the blonde
0: and the the way he has it slicked back a little bit. But
2: it was the Billy Idol sort of look, I think, that was going on then.
0: But he definitely... had had he not had such a tragic end, I, I think he would have gone on to do some great things, because there mm-hmm. was a, something about him. Um, well, it's his movie star quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he just had it. Yeah. yeah, he
1: was in Star Trek 2 and 3, that's all I know. And, <laughs> you know, he's a bit of an annoyance in that movie, because you're like, oh, God, kirk has got a son, and he's arrogant, and yeah, yeah, But, you know, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, he was a good actor. What That sucks, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so it is now, of course, quarter to eight and uh and my first note is like it's awful bright outside for it being quarter to eight summertime and then suddenly we see Regine being courted by uh richie uh and it is daylight outside it seems i don't know they have an umbrella uh, there's umbrella uh, umbrella umbrella's not gonna stop that um so uh then that's Charlie, not how light works guys that's right? not how light works <laughs> <laughs> we need Harrison Ford on here. <laughs> That's not how the... F- and, um, so, Charlie uh, blows off Alex, of course, to tail the limo. He, he needs to find out what's going on with this woman. Um, yeah. The, his dream woman. Uh, so, uh, Regine invites Richie in, and Charlie is across the way, spying. Uh, with More rear-window stuff they're trying to emulate, I suppose. Um, Charlie ends up climbing a bird sculpture. I thought this was kind of funny where, like, people walk by and he's like, hey, (laughs) I look casual. Uh, And, yeah, Richie is basically getting uh, shared by Regine and Belle and mm-hmm. meanwhile Louis trying to hit on Alex at the symphony and uh, oh yeah he's he, he, yeah this goes back and forth Charlie saying like it's, oh this is not a dream and uh, mm-hmm. Louis working on Alex and so he oh yeah there's this nice part where Regine just kind of looks across the street at him as if she knows he's there which I thought was cool yeah it's very much like Jerry looking up from yeah across yep, across the street across the
0: alleyway yeah. mm-hmm
1: uh yeah, that, I, I was explaining this movie to Len. I was like, how can we explain this movie? Like, this time it's Peter's neighbor. <laughs> you know,
2: yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so clever. <laughs>
1: so uh, he goes to Peter says, it's happening again, and it's his neighbor, and Peter is now the doubter. Uh, so Charlie tries to leave with the hammer and stake, and Peter
0: changes into his costume and joins him. Again. <laughs> Stupidity! <laughs> Fucking ten, ten minutes ago, Peter, you believe it's Cape. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! The no, no, yeah, the he, cape. no. no, just the. I believe. No, I know. Yes, I do. No, I do. Do you? No. Yeah, yeah I do. It's but, like he believes uh, it happened that one time. Couldn't have, possibly. Yeah. Can't yeah.
1: possibly happen again. No. Um. So yeah, there's this whole thing where the the guy that answers the door, growls, and Peter screams and shows a cross, and the guy is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. the comment. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Richie's laying on the couch and saying he's not an alcoholic or something. Uh, my notes get a little scattered here. Sorry. Yeah.
2: It. That is that is what happened.
1: <laughs> but it's a whole party, and Charlie feels kind of stupid, and then the real theme, like, fires up, and uh, Regine enters in her red dress and leads Charlie in a little dance while Peter and Belle watch. And, uh, yeah, there's this whole cool scene where she's got the cross. He pulls, she pulls it off of him, and then just, like, shakes it in front of her face, and it just, like, her face kind of dissolves and yeah. goes back to... You
0: know. I, it's the execution, isn't that great? Mm-hmm. And, you know... It doesn't quite, doesn't quite match. That's the problem. Right. I, but it's, but it is cool. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's a, cool a great idea. idea. Yeah. Just the, just the practicality wasn't very good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And is this lately. whole confusing thing. Like we were just rewatching it and I was like, does Peter see what's happening? And especially that part where she's got her mouth like wide open and her eyes wide and things are very apparent. Uh, and, uh, but as it turns out, she like says that she's like a performance artist and, uh, Peter's like, oh, and
2: I Ag- got a fellow actress, you <laughs> uh, so. Which is like, I don't know anyone who can do that with makeup. <laughs> yeah. Even shitty makeup, <laughs> like, but okay. Uh,
1: there's this whole story about uh, Julie Julie Carmen having to put makeup on for this scene and how she had to get like a plaster cast done, and she had a whole panic attack when it hardened and went home and got yeah. really upset and burst into tears. And it's a terrible thing, but it's over with. And then she got a call from a crew member who was like, oh,
0: we need to do that again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem with the mold. <laughs> I don't know how I would handle it. Have we had this conversation before? Have either of you ever had a cast done of your face?
2: Not a no. full one. Not. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah. I wonder.
2: I and I don't think I'd handle no? it well.
0: You wouldn't sit through it, just knowing that you you'd get a cool get a cool uh, mask out of it. I,
2: if I was working acting and I had to, I would do uh, it. But I, you know, claustrophobic, so it would be hard. But I, I would yeah, do it.
0: I have a tough time breathing through straws in your nose. I I wouldn't dig it. I don't think. Yeah, the air passages. No, I wouldn't. Is like, like it. I don't know.
2: I wouldn't. have getting paid in some way, right. shape,
1: or form. I've been awake for eye surgery, and even that like, seems preferable to like. Possibly just like having something concrete or pl- you know plaster over your air air passages, and yeah. you know like yeah. sc- you know clawing at your face trying to get it off. Yep. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, Charlie realizes he left, he stood up Alex finally <laughs> and runs away. And I, I do love this scene where Peter just kind of hangs out and like just things start getting stranger and stranger around him. Just like those people are making out. Yeah. Oh, this must be more performance art. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. Like he's at a swingers party and he's just like, well, I'm yeah. gonna watch. <laughs> hey, fellow kids. Uh,
1: Where do do I put my keys? (laughs) And then he does does the mirror thing. He pulls out his old mirror trick, and again, a reflection of the original. (laughs) No pun intended, sorry. (laughs) Um, And uh, uh, he flees, and that's when Regine blocks the exit, your favorite thing, happens here. (laughs) Right. And... uh, uh, says that Jerry was her brother and says, you're going to pay not as dearly as Charlie. And then she turns into smoke and then a scary bat and scares Peter. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, like I just, this, this definitely was frustrating to me, not as frustrating as it was to you, but to me, it was like, and what, tell me more, tell me more, more. exactly. I want more, you know, give me a, give me a quick flashback. I don't know. Um, I will mention that, uh, Chris Rannon was on the set during the party scene. Oh, so it would have been kind of cool to see him kind of walk by and just like, what the, <laughs> there's
2: a picture of him on set with Farrah Fawcett. Oh, and really? I was like, what was Farrah Fawcett there? I don't know why I've never found uh, an were they answer. Maybe
0: dating at the time. I've or? not seen it. Yet.
2: I want to believe that. So I will, yeah, I choose not? to believe that. <clears throat> no.
1: Yeah. Uh, and I guess, yeah, yeah, there's, there are stills of him, like you said, um, I read this funny uh, transcript of a con with both the Fright Night and Fright Night 2 people together, you know, answering questions and, uh-huh. uh, like Chris saying something like he, he he'd never, he, he thinks that Julie is like lovely, whatever, is is never met her before, she's like, actually, you came to set <laughs> to remind him. Woo. <laughs>
2: she's like, I remember yeah, meeting exactly. you. I mean, right,
1: right. Yeah. Uh, okay uh so yeah Louis walks Alex home there's this whole dog barking scene and he throws on his angry dog face when we get to see his uh his werewolf face close up for like a split second and yeah we were we were talking a bit about this makeup right where we were we yeah it's weird huh yeah not
0: really into it, uh, it looks I don't know it, don't, it not almost not. looks like they took a, a werewolf and the predator mask, and <laughs> there slam you go. it together. Yeah, it's too. The mouth is too mandibulary. Like, right? It's too. It, it looks too. Uh, there's something like crustacean about it. I don't, I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's too narrow. It doesn't feel like a, a wolf's mouth. It's, uh-huh. weird. it's weird. It's weird.
2: I agree. It looks weird. Uh, yeah.
1: I do love the interaction between Boz and Louie. Um, the whole you're supposed to bite her on the neck, yeah. asshole. And <laughs> you yeah, say, yeah. I'm not hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Right? That's why I'm like, so what's this guy trying yeah. to do? You know, werewolves don't bite you on the neck, they just rip you to right. pieces. I right. don't know. I, well, I, I didn't fully get it all, but that's I, fine. Let's I so do
0: get laid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so it's Charlie's dorm. Uh, Regine uh, as smoke comes through the window and uh, removes the bandaid and drinks. Um, and I just I love the scene with Peter that's in the apartment. Now, like, holy shit! There's vampires in the building, so he's sitting in a room surrounded by candles and crosses in one chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Regine's taking Charlie's life apart. He's all, she's also going to take Peter's life apart. She. Peter gets fired and Regina is taking over Fright Night, uh, which is like, oh, okay, we're we're doing this, all right.
2: <laughs> I want to know, yeah, I want to know how did that? I guess she maybe did some kind of glamour on them and just, yeah. got his job within a day. But whatever.
1: <laughs> Again, this interesting. If this was a, a, an Elvira vehicle of some sort, I don't. Know. <laughs> well, that's what I say.
0: In yeah. my part two, part two, it, it would. Uh, <laughs> There be no more. There be no more Fright Night. Maybe we'd have a little bit of a Gloria Swanson um, Sunset Boulevard thing, where Peter. Occasionally, when we go back to Peter, maybe when he's really struggling and has given up, he's watching old episodes of it on on the television. But I wouldn't like. I just wouldn't have any of that in this movie. I wouldn't have her taking his spot on TV at all. Yeah, it's kind of stupid.
1: They they did have a uh, a standee of the. Uh, of her, you know, it says like Fright Night or whatever, starring Regine, in like some sort of like tux and her hair like slicked back. And I was like,
2: no, yeah, I'm like, when y- would y'all do promo yeah, photos?
1: I want to see the scene <laughs> with that. That was that's a great outfit. <laughs> it is. She looked it kind is. of badass in that. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The Charlie apologizes, gives some roses, and on the campus, and uh, Alex is mad at him still, and uh, and then they get in an argument over great literature, like you know, Dracula. <laughs> and I just like, I really fell for that. Fell for that. It's just like, yeah, I, there's so many times you kind of get in an arg- argument with your significant other, or at least I do. <laughs> Like hey hey hey, like this is a great movie. Like Mm -hmm. trying to make her watch Monster Squad a a couple of Halloween's ago. Like no, you gotta watch this. This is
0: great. She's just watching it. Like what? You know, honestly, (laughs) the you know opposites attract. My wife. Like the Kardashians. Oh, I, God. You know what I mean? Right? So, and I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. doing my nerd stuff. So, um, and that, that's fine. Cool. Do what you want to do, Kelsey. Of all the movies ever, ever tried to, or I've made her sit through, she usually falls asleep. Mm. In the last couple of years, the only one that she made it through and loved was The Gremlins. She'd never <laughs> seen it. We watched it last what? Christmas for Christmas, and she was like, I really like that. How did I never see that? Wow. I mean, she,
2: how did she well,
0: she's only it? she's only like seventeen. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: That explains it. Th-
1: right there, where <laughs> yeah, she's ele- she's eleven
0: years younger than I am, so that's why. Yeah, yeah, she's she's thirty-one. Yeah, so that's out. Uh, let's see.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so. Peter uh, uh, comes to them on the campus and says, oh, she doesn't cast any reflection. And uh, and Charlie is again, there's no vampires. And so it's just this funny scene. Like, Peter storms off, and then we see him go into his building. We see him pack his suitcase, close it, get in his car, and then leave. And then we cut back to Charlie still on campus walking around in the shades. It's like, all that happened? What's Charlie been doing? Has Charlie gone to any classes at this time? Or?
2: <laughs> no, he, not, nobody ever goes to school. Strangely here.
1: edited. Um, and yeah, this is the whole He goes to get some pizza and finds, oh, there's extra garlic. So he spits it out.
0: And, Which I also said, that's so weird. It doesn't, like, who wrote that scene? It doesn't make sense. Is this the campus cafeteria and he has a meal card and doesn't have to pay? Because he just walks up to the counter and starts fucking. <laughs> eating. <laughs> as she's explaining. Right. Yeah. And it, it's not like in a ravenous way. It's almost like, hey, I'm going to pay for this. I'm trying it out. It's just, a. it just doesn't feel right. The scene doesn't, it's weird. It was so like, it was also like
1: very bonk bonk on the head of, with the, uh, oh, I have all these special ingredients. <laughs> this tomatoes, yeah. cheese, oregano. And then boom, like as he's eating garlic, I was like, yeah, I've been waiting for you to say that.
2: <laughs> yeah. A lot of this movie hits you over the head with it a little too too much for me
1: so he runs to his therapist and he's not there he sees that Richie's been murdered on the news um so uh yeah goes to Peter's building there's no answer He finds a note says um or wait he writes a note Peter I believe you Charlie yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then he spots Boz and follows him down into the furnace room and oh there's a coffin here and uh inside is Belle and he looks at it at Belle is sleeping the sleep of the undead and doesn't do anything about it (laughs) <laughs> and it closes it, and then he starts busting off a chair leg. I guess maybe that's when he decides to uh, stake him. But then Boz returns, and Charlie's uh, hiding from him while Boz enjoys a nummy bug. And <laughs> and then he follows Boz deeper into the basement, into the uh, by the elevator shaft. Instead of going back and staking that vampire, um, <laughs> and uh, he finds himself a very dandridge-like coffin. I mean, very similar construction. to levels on the top, yeah. Uh, and Regina's within, and uh, she's got the rotoscope red eyes and and makes him go red. His eyes go red and and uh, yeah, he's, he's and, powerless. Yeah. He can't stake her. He can't stake her. So he stumbles out of the building. And is almost run over. Uh, so yeah, we got it kind of with this night scene. It goes back and forth between like three different things. But so we have the library. Alex checking out Dracula. Like, holy cow! I've never seen anybody speed read. But if that's the way it works, I don't even know
0: how you process a story that fast.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've never met anybody that that actually. Maybe I have, but I've never seen it. Do uh, it. Any any of you guys? Do you know anybody? No. Yeah. No.
2: I No, I've heard it. I feel like it's an urban legend because I don't know this to be true. I don't know. I
1: know I, there's I, like books and stuff that teach you to do that kind of thing, yeah, but I not imagine you actually absorbing it unless your brain is like really high re- functioning.
0: There's a couple celebrities yeah. that I admire or semi-celebrities or intellectuals. That I mean, let's get out of here. Right. Out of one, yeah. That can read really, really fast. <laughs> um, and I believe that. But but I don't know. Like that. She's just, yeah, she's just scraping the page with her yeah. hand. and
2: uh, Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. so yeah, Louie tries sitting on her and then it doesn't work. So he's like, Okay, I'm gonna be back at nine if your boyfriend doesn't stands you up, we can get coffee. So outside he tells Boz and Bella he's gonna nail her later. And Charlie shows up and so Boz tells him that um, you know, he can't kill Charlie, let's go bowling. So uh they go bowling. There's this whole funny scene. I I liked it. He didn't really work with you very much, but the whole like gr- you know the grotesqueness of them taking over this bowling alley and there's the
0: person's head is in the, the well. There's two are. two things. But you pointed out this first. My first thing about it. I know I said I was gonna. I can't ever shut up. I know I said <laughs> I was gonna shut. I really apologize, everybody. Uh, <laughs> they, they all like were like, oh god, he's going on again. No, I'm so sorry, but go fuck yourselves. Um... <laughs> The, the first thing is that I don't. I mean, it is a campier Fright Night. The first Fright Night has some campy moments, but this really plays it up a little too much for me. And I don't yeah. want to see now. You just deflated the scariness of these villains for me, watching them bowl and be idiots. Right? Yeah, that kind of. You can see Louis do that because he's already established as kind of a goofnut. Yeah, but the other guys, and then and then Boz gets the head in, instead of the bowling ball and get and is freaked out by. <laughs> really, you're freaked down by yeah. this. You eat bugs. You service a vampire, a couple of vampires in the world. Surely you probably find them victims right. and have seen plenty of carnage. A, a, a beheaded you know, this, this dude's head's going to make you mad. Yeah, Yeah, why is why he was so scared by
1: that. Yeah, that that's and just, then they're like screaming in each other's faces. What do you do?
0: I mean, the that's yeah. okay. Scream, you know, because they obviously oh. yeah, they <laughs> They they have a play-love-hate play, play love, hate relationship, it uh-huh. seems, and that's okay. Um, but, but, yeah, him being freaked out about a head, maybe disgusted, like, and even a line, like, you're going to ruin my fucking pants, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. animal, what, something like that would have been okay. But him his reaction is like fear, like you said. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe
1: there's something in the script or like, yeah. oh, man, he really is. He loves eating bugs, but he's scared of human blood or something. <clears throat>
0: right. It know. just comes out of nowhere.
1: I don't know. Uh, so we... Uh, we also see Peter getting a beer at the bar and he's irritated when Fright Night comes on. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the Charlie and Alex are still watching, are watching Fright Night as well on a little tiny TV. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing where uh, this dude recognizes Peter and he's like, what do you do? And he's like, vampire killer. And they're like, seriously? He's like, are you hard of hearing? I kill vampires. And he runs off. It's like he's determined now to kill Regine on the set. And uh, yeah, so she does this whole performance art on camera. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm getting at here, yeah, but I, I know
0: where you're
2: going. <laughs>
1: vampires cast, no reflection cameras, TV cameras like those. They use there's mirrors. mirrors inside. Yeah. yeah. There's no right. way that would work. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That was one. I said to you this earlier. That's one thing that the remake got right. <laughs> Colin Farrell did not show up on cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's right. I only saw it once. I, I don't remember all of it actually. Uh, uh, it's
1: okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she does this whole performance, and I think it's cool. I think I love the... Uh, I, I love how, like, scary that her face is all vampire, and she's, like, putting blood all over her face. Yeah, that's pretty...
2: That's
0: yeah, it's yeah. a cool moment. Yeah. Even if it, like, continuity-wise and sense-wise, none of it makes. But, uh... <laughs> like, all these guys are standing off-camera, like, wow, special. Great special. She's special. Like, How's she wow, doing wow, that? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> but that is just... That is a creepy shot. They go from real camera to then Charlie's little TV or the TV on TV and so it gets pixelated. Yeah. I actually do like that, even if it doesn't make sense. I like it.
1: Yeah. Um, and what happens next? Uh, so Charlie switches it off and he says he feels faint and then, yeah, this is when Louis attacks and uh, saying it's party time. Uh, and there's this whole thing where uh, Alex defeats Louis by shoving roses into Louis's mouth, which catches on fire. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's a Dracula thing?
2: Uh, is it a
1: werewolf thing or is it a or is it a vampire thing? Uh, I I did some uh I, I did some re- Well, she said they said she you know, in the movie Charlie says that she basically used book knowledge to uh, defeat. Yeah. she was reading Dracula. Dracula yeah. the only thing about Dracula, uh, wild uh, about roses in Dracula, in, in there it says that a wild rose on a coffin can keep a vampire in. So if you if you put a rose on top of a coffin, they can't open the coffin bed. Much like uh, communion wafers, which they. Like, Use later in the movie. Right. Uh, apparently, it was supposed to be a lot bigger. The fight, uh, and uh, there was going to be the whole. There's going to be a whole set piece where bookcases fall like dominoes, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, Peter attacks Regine, gets arrested, and this is weird. Uh, cops actually show up at the library and arrest Charlie. I I don't yeah. know why.
2: <laughs> I guess because he was making a somebody was making a racket. You broke got go to jail. You tonight. broke a
1: window? I mean, it's not like there's a body laying out there.
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. It's not really clear because... It's like, well, what happened to all the shelves? They just take them away. Yeah, take them away. I
1: don't know. <laughs> and, and also, there were, like, six cops, like, you know, couple of—just uh, uh, down, down the hall. from. Them. <laughs> they just showed up.
2: Right, and they have nothing better to do. All six of you <laughs> yeah. go to the live.
1: Yeah. Uh, so they're going uh, to send the, Peter to the funny farm, uh, <laughs> and Regine bails out Charlie, and the therapist comes for Alex, and— uh, and says we have to find Peter Vincent. So, so yeah, we go to the the state hospital and I love this character, by the way, Fritzie. Did, did you like Josh yeah. Richmond? I, I love, I, I, apparently he had to audition for Louis. Uh, I didn't get it, but they uh-huh. gave him this role. I, we were watching this tonight again. I, I say this a hundred times. Um, We were thinking how awesome it would have been to have, like, uh, Fritzy throughout the movie. I don't know. Maybe he could have played, uh, Richie. (laughs) Or, I don't know. Maybe one of the, you know, the
2: vampire pack. Yeah. He was good. Did you see him in, hey, obviously you must've seen his interview in, the uh, you're so cool. Bruce, yes. Where? Yep. Uh, yeah, it was really I
1: cool. Again was like, I was like, where do I know this guy from? And it's because, uh, he's in Heather's, uh, I guess he auditioned for the Christian Slater role, but he just is like one of the stoners that, um, Veronica, uh, interviews in that movie. um, yeah, he gets a, a couple of scenes, but he's just like a memorable character. But, yeah, it's just funny that they didn't use him in more things. I don't know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Swacky guy. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. The therapist, yeah, this is the therapist uh, stops at the train tracks and attacks Alex and we find out he's a vampire and uh yeah i guess it makes more sense that he was turned into a vampire throughout this movie Some, somewhere during this movie maybe they cut that scene but
2: yeah they definitely yeah. cut it you have to infer this which is why it's not clear enough if you don't know what happened then it is not clear yeah. enough <laughs> i uh
1: you know and that was another thing i was like oh this is a plot hole it was like daylight in that uh that office in the opening of the movie <laughs> like what's happening here so yeah And yeah, there's this whole thing where he's like doing like therapist jokes. And again, I think this was like a play on like, oh, you know, psychology is big and therapy is a it's just like a new fad or whatever, you know, in the 70s and the 80s. So let's make silly jokes about that. And he's like uh-huh. empathizing with her as like he didn't, she didn't quite get the stake in right. <laughs> he's...
2: I know, I didn't, I didn't like any of that honestly. Stupid. That whole scene, I was like, oh, skip it. <laughs> Just skip it and put one of the scenes you forgot to put in that you were supposed right, to. Chew.
1: Right, right. But... Um, so yeah, Alex gets in, says she's Peter's doctor, and Fritzy helps out with the uh, the escape as well. Again, more Fritzy. <laughs> Uh, you loved you loved that character, right? For, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he
0: was great. I, yeah. he was sort of the evil ed of, uh, of yeah. This movie. yeah
1: yeah yeah. Um, so oh yeah, and there's a whole Diners Club card uh, joke as well. I was like, oh, this is the eighties. <laughs> um, so yeah, the the Peter and Alex uh, go to the church to arm themselves with holy water, communion wafers, and a, a giant blanket. <laughs> and uh, Peter apologizes to God. And, uh, yeah, so we go to the building, uh, Charlie's getting a bath and regime is gonna, dr- you know, turn him and torture him forever.
2: It sounds great. It's a hot scene. I'm like, what's the problem? Yeah. Whatever.
0: If this is torture, sign me up. <laughs> That's a weird saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. And yeah, they they must have thought about the uh, how in the first movie. How is so you know? The, it is a lovely scene in the first movie where Peter is like you know talking to Amy and Ed, like kind of. Uh, you know, your stupid friend, or you're like, this is kind of ridiculous, I'm too old for this, I, you know, I'm too sad. But when he starts talking about the mirror that he used in Orgy of the Damned, he looks so charmed and delighted to talk about it. Yeah. And I wonder what, if they were trying to, like, emulate that with the whole scene where he and Alex were in his apartment, he's like, this was from this movie, and this was from this movie, you know? Uh, but it...
2: I think they do too much rough. of that. It's like, you don't have to this over the head yeah. with it, okay? We know. sequel. Okay, yeah. we got it.
1: Um, and yeah, they we now have Peter and Alex on the outside of this huge building on the ledge again, like where what what
2: where is it? <laughs> Are we on campus? I know. <laughs> and also, like, how the
1: hell? Like, your first idea is to sneak in through the window uh, outside of this gigantic building. Like, right. it just didn't seem believable to me.
2: Not but, not really. Yeah,
1: they come into the window the hide behind curtains and Richie comes in and yeah he's he's changed and uh, Peter ends up giving him a face full of uh, holy water which he's got in his proton pack yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. wearing
2: <laughs> I like his uh, makeup this guy when when Richie dies I think it's pretty good yeah, cool yeah, it's
0: a cool death right out of his throat it's neat oh. yeah, yeah
1: his, his throat just bursts open Mm -hmm. Um, They try to sneak Charlie out the window, but Charlie's eyes are now yellow, and he tries to bite Peter... And uh, then Peter's attacked on the ledge by Louis and gets crossbowed and Louis dies naked in the fountain and says, bullseye, dude. <laughs>
2: they, <laughs>
0: they do establish that the, I mean, you called it a blanket. I imagine uh, from the church, I imagined it was probably, I don't know what it's called in a Catholic church, but like the pulpit with the candles and, you know, whatever.
2: Yeah, it's whatever. like. Consecrated or
0: something. Yeah.
1: Uh, the, yeah. Well, paging, Doctor uh, Father Father David. Right. Father David, uh, to our yeah, to our he can tell us. But that, <laughs> when
0: Charlie starts to vamp out, they wrap him in that uh, blanket or that that uh, throw rug, whatever the hell it is, and, yeah. and um, it calms him down. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, Regine does her entr- <laughs> entrance and says, "Welcome to Fright Night." <laughs> And were you expecting something else there? <laughs> like not even like for no. real. Like I was, I, I actually filled in where we were watching it earlier. Is like again. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. Um, so uh, yeah, there's this whole seduction thing, and they're trying to talk Charlie out of it. And yeah, poor Peter gets just beaten by Boz like.
2: Yep. I'm
1: like, this is an old oh, man. Come man. on, they, like it really looks like it hurts. And, but again, I was thinking, oh, they're maybe they're trying to look back on the first Friday night where you know Billy just cl- backhands Charlie, you know, off the staircase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they say Alex is going to be the first kill, and Charlie is about to bite. He's got the fangs open, and she's like, Charlie, I love you. And Peter stirs and discovers that there's sunlight behind the curtains. like, oh. <laughs>
2: So it's always day wherever they yeah.
1: are. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, they're, they're, so so Charlie uses Bell's claws to cut open Boz's stomach, which deflates him. <laughs> but it's got a really grody like worms and maggots thing. All the bugs he's been eating start spilling out of him. Yeah, he's just been keeping them in his tummy. It's a really shit dummy. <laughs> like <laughs> that dummy a, is horrible. It's pretty bad likeness. Bad, but it's it's a cool death. Yeah, it, I think they really they should.
2: It they just don't explain what these things right. are, and that bugs me a little bit. Just being in the monster universe yeah. myself, I'm like, what yeah. is it? We never knew what Billy was. We don't know what Bob's like. We're just there's no clarity on that.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Agreed. And uh, yeah, again, I think that you know Tommy Lee Wallace was like, oh, let's we got to have somebody like Billy where he's just like undefinable and has a super gross death. You know, uh, and they should. I, I I wish they didn't commit to the dummy. They you know they Brian. Uh, Thompson said that he wore an appliance on his stomach filled with maggots and he had to, uh, uh, wait basically for the setup to start before he could, you know, he like hunched over to keep the, the cuts sealed. Yeah. And when he, you know, stands up, that's when they start spilling out and that's when they get the, the, the shot. But apparently the wriggling of the bugs like caused his abs to kind of spasm a bit. (laughs) He's kind of freaking out a little bit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they I don't know. They should have just <laughs> kind of committed to like, you know, give him some, give him some really tight fitting clothing underneath and just like, so they don't crawl into his pants or whatever and say, just, just collapse and let them crawl out of you. We'll film it for a moment. And, uh, you know, instead they had this whole dummy thing.
0: One thing you might not know about me, Joe Rogan, I smoke rocks. <laughs> Do you remember that skit? I, I don't know. Yeah. Joke. Okay. okay, never mind. It's it's from the Chappelle Show. Oh, the Chappelle. Oh, yeah, Tyrone the crackhead. He's on Fear Factor, and he climbs oh. into a tank full of bugs. Oh, and he's just <laughs> hanging out in there. No, that's problem. right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: So, uh, yeah, and uh, Belle get, tries to do the skating maneuver again and gets blanketed <laughs> by the mm-hmm. holy blankets. And uh, that's pretty cool. Uh,
2: I like gotcha. it. Yeah, weird. It's weird. I wonder why all the vampires have different deaths. I don't understand what makes that happen, but. I'd be interested in that. Back. Oh, you gotta
0: ask the Frog Brothers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. some
0: explode, some go kicking and screaming, right? Uh, but why? <laughs> yeah, why exactly? But I, I said to Robin, I thought his the hands, especially in that in that makeup, while he's um, dissolving by by the Shekinah Glory. It looks like God, you know God through the through the blanket. Uh-huh. It looks like uh, sh- like sugar, maybe that they melted and sped up. It-, it reminded me his fingers inside that yellow candy-looking stuff reminded me of like the the scorpion lollipops you see those novelty lollipops that have bugs in them that mm-hmm. you can buy occasionally. Um, but I- I'd almost bet we didn't do any research. But I'm a- I'd almost bet that that was some sort of sugar. That- yeah, I don't know. I-
2: yeah, that-, that could be. I'm not sure hmm. what it was, honestly.
0: Uh, so
1: Regine screams and Peter starts pulling curtains and she bats away and instead of the elevator shaft, uh, and she gets trapped in the elevator and starts like ripping it apart. And they, they, they. Charlie and Alex go down the stairs to kind of stop her from underneath. But Peter climbs down the shaft and uh, starts opening up the elevator hatch. And she is a bat. She's been turned into like a gigantic bat creature, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, isn't even wasn't even uh, Julie Carmen, by the way. That was. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Lady, uh, lead singer of the punk band 45 Grave, which became popular among horror fans for their gritty party time song used in The Return of the Living Dead. Hmm. Uh, the lead singer, her, name's what, her, her name is uh, Dinah Cancer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Dinah Cancer. <laughs> and, I, I can't believe it. And, yeah, she, she decided to be, she was the model for the special effects crew because they needed a girl that was smaller yeah. than Julie Carmen. Yeah. And. Um,
2: but what is I just never understood, they're in this apartment complex. Is it all Regine's? How are they going to the basement? How does she keep her coffins there? Because it's a public space, right? Like, it always... Very much, and this can this scene can like, does no one else live here? What's I didn't going see on? Anybody is else? She over here? Here? <laughs> okay, I, okay. I'm like, she lives there, and Peter lives yeah. there, right? That's what we're supposed to think. Okay, anyway, I don't, I don't know. Maybe these
1: rooms down below are locked or something. I have no idea. I, at least give us, establish
0: maybe a little farther. Hey, she has this party to be at the beginning of the film when we're introduced to her, kind of well, sort of. Um, and You know, she's invited the whole apartment complex, and and they all get either turned or even empties the building out. You know, at least give us just one little scene to explain why it's so empty. Yeah. Or...
2: Yeah, that would have done it for me. I would have been fine with that. (laughs) It's the not knowing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Regine
1: flees for a coffin and yeah there's a cross of communion wafers waiting for her so she doesn't get
0: in there and um I will say that's a clever idea I've never you know yeah, that's uh you said it's Dracula, Dracula and I don't recall that from, from the book but it's been a
1: long time yeah I think Van Helsing finds like a bunch of these coffins and he just starts lighting putting communion wafers into the coffin lids or something hmm. so yeah, they stay closed or something I think that's a cool
0: idea
1: um so yeah, Alex gets knocked out and uh Peter is up above listening as Regine is tempting Charlie to come with her and there's she's got all these places they could go to. That she's there's tunnels. She's talking to tunnels and <laughs> more safe places.
0: More places to hang her hat.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she holds out her hand to Charlie. He starts to reach. And uh, Peter, like Tom Cruise in Legend, uh, (laughs) uses the mirror to shine the sunlight down. Wow,
2: I love that movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Charlie grabs her hand and holds her in the light. And kind of say I was feeling bad for Rasheed. She's like, hey, hey, let me go. Whoa,
2: whoa,
1: (laughs) whoa. Yeah. uh, and, uh, yeah, she... She
2: wasn't entirely unlikable.
1: No, right, exactly. She just, you know, it's a vampire. A vampire's gonna do what a vampire's gonna do. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and she melts and bursts into flames, and then climbs into the coffin, and then explodes into the, in the coffin, and we see kind of, like, one bony hand rising, and then kind of falling and breaking into pieces. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so... Yeah, uh, I wrote therapy, question mark? No, Charlie, wearing a cross, is telling a story to Alex, who is wearing a cross. Uh, They're both wearing crosses, yeah. And, uh, yeah, Alex is like, what if there are more out there? Charlie has this whole speech where he's like, forewarned is forearmed, as Peter says. We go on with our lives, duly fortified. (laughs) Run an apartment, get married, make babies, buy a farm, play a banjo. It takes practice, you know, and she says, playing banjo? Or no, he says... Yeah, he says, uh, are you playing banjo, and she says, "No, I'm making babies." And they cover themselves in blankets and they're make a baby on the floor. Yeah, they're like, it "Wow!" It,
2: That's the first time he got any from anybody. <laughs> in I was just
1: all like duly fortified. Like I was like, "How overwritten is this last little?" Like yeah. we're gonna close this off with Charlie sounding really wise and. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we get the the lyrical version of "Come to Me," uh, sung by Deborah Holland, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I like that song. Uh, yeah. I like. I like yeah, it too. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. That's Fright Night too Like, we spent entirely way too much time talking about this movie. <laughs> we almost spent, like, the entire movie length talking about this movie.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no reason to see it now, guys. Yeah, no yeah, there you go. There you but, go. Uh, you know, overall, I stay, I, I'm i sticking to my guns, mm-hmm. I, I think. I didn't talk you
1: into liking it more?
0: No. Oh, okay. There's, but I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. I just think, uh, there's too many unanswered questions. Right. Um. And some kind of stupid direction. Yeah. To me, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of like frustrating
1: points, but again, I just love William Ragsdale and Roddy McDowell. Yeah. So that's like the two, yeah. like I'm, I'm there for it for, for right. those reasons. Right? Yeah. That's about it though. It's better than Julie. Carmen's nice too. I like her. I like, she's a great yeah. presence. I want to see more of what she does. Um, there's, you know, and, uh, but John Grace, that's fun. Brian Thompson—they're all—they're all kind of worthy performances. But yeah, the script really lets them down.
0: Yeah a lot (laughs) oh tom holland has proven himself as a pretty great writer and Mm -hmm. without him it just this movie didn't stand a chance
1: yeah christina do you have any other words (laughs) End with this downbeat
2: (laughs) no i I, you know i think it hit me at the right time so i'll always Mm -hmm. love it from a real like preteen perspective um i i think i just wanted to like be julie carmen yeah And my favorite thing about her, by the way, she still loves this movie. She loves this movie. She celebrates yeah. that she did this movie. She's got the costumes. Oh, that's you know? so cool. She's got a stack of of the posters of the a sign. Oh, really? And I'm trying. To, I've asked her many times to sell them. I'm like, why do you need a hundred of them? You don't. Nobody does. <laughs> Give them to the people. Yeah,
0: like the hosts of Fright Night Minute. Yeah, yeah. And, Just don't listen to this episode. I guess <laughs> I don't know. And maybe someone who's loved them since she was a little girl. Yeah, right? there you go. You know, love the movie since she was a little
2: girl. I don't know. I I for I see how it's so flawed. I love it anyway. And I think some movies, it's okay for it to be like that. Yeah.
0: No, I I did not. I just had those couple points that I beat to death in this episode. But over overall, <laughs> I I, uh, I liked it a lot better than I remembered. Yeah.
2: That, yeah. Uh, I think you're totally right about the changes, though. Those would have helped yeah. a lot. That could have been better for a wider audience. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, or just you know yeah. wait for Tom Holland to get started. I mean, like yeah, that was his baby, you know. Like it's why still not, his baby, you yeah. know? And it's like why not wait for him yeah. to be done? with so he's already involved in a project, and we'll, we'll wait for him, you know.
0: Yeah, cash yeah. grab, buddy.
1: Now, now we've already yeah. and, it, and it did we've them. already uh, uh, recorded the episode about the uh, the reboot. <laughs> what do you like more, the sequel or the reboot? <laughs> Oh. We don't want to have to get into our opinion about the reboot because that's not out yet. Right. Uh, but,
0: uh. No, I would say, I would say the sequel. the sequel. I would say the sequel. The reboot, I actually hated when we saw it. Uh, you know, we won't get into it, but the, the reasons to like the sequel more is just because it's a newer movie. It's a little better paced. Or, or I'm sorry, the, the, reboot? The, re, the reboot. But no. No. Yeah. The, we hit the real charlie brewster we right at the real peter vincent i for me it's it would be the sequel yeah.
1: like sure. if i I rewatched the original i would definitely want to you know just kind of to be complete as i would totally you know just pop in fright night 2 and, and engage and not be as an but still like it's more time with uh with yeah. charlie and, and peter not yeah. like chris angel yeah. and yeah Anti-Elgin. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure I know the answer for you, Christina. <laughs> you've only watched the re- the remake once.
2: I like, yeah. The, yeah, because Charlie and Peter and they anchor it, they make it possible to even be as liked as much as yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And I love those characters so, so much. So it's that's probably it's like coming home just to see him on yeah. the screen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, awesome. And, uh, uh, I guess, uh, we'll just kind of end with, uh, you know, uh, people should check it out. It's free on YouTube. You know, if you like the original, I would say give it a shot and, uh, see if you like it and let us know. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I guess, uh, we'll finish this off by, uh, asking you if you want to like plug anything. This, this will probably be out in like February of two, 2020. Oh, happy birthday to me. Oh, happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy
2: birthday. <laughs> Um, The only thing I have next is Lost Boys, but you'd have to be in the area. It's going to be in Detroit. It's a shadow cast with Tim Capello, original cast member performing and doing a meet and greet um, and it's May 8th and 9th at the Redford Theatre yeah. and I'm playing star in awesome. it. Awesome.
1: Do you ever film those? I've always I've always wanted to see whatever ever since we've become friends. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I wish I could see that.
2: I, I do. We filmed Hocus Pocus, um, but the is huge, so it's really hard to see what's uh. happening.
0: <laughs> By the way, yeah. the makeup for Hocus Pocus, you guys mm-hmm. looked
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, Thanks. you look incredible yeah
2: Thanks you i really appreciate that so that's the
1: goblin king players folks check them out online on facebook yeah. and uh yeah. and of course christina you uh uh saying uh soul desire i believe that the song was and the you're so cool poster
2: i did and some of my cosplays were um were in it too cool which I guess is probably cooler that I sang in it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's funny because uh, when I was uh, uh, going over like like three hours of that documentary to prepare for our uh, Fright Night Minute podcast, I stopped it when they started talking about Fright Night Two because I was like, I don't need to know about this, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'd seen it once, but I was like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, so I'd never actually gotten to the credit. And I went back and I. Watched the end of the documentary uh, this past week, and I was like, "Oh, there she is! There she's she's singing in the in the credits. That's awesome."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a real cool thing just to be tied into Fright Night in yeah, any way is, to be like, "Yeah, I, I tacked onto that legacy just for like one hot yeah. sec." That was really.
0: Is there a link on YouTube where you can just hear the song for listeners of the show, the three or four people listening, still listening to this podcast? I, is there a spot where they can go and hear? Yeah, you Yeah, like a SoundCloud or anything like I that. Don't,
2: it, I don't think so. Um, Lito Valesco, who wrote the score, uh, I think he's got a CD out, but I I don't, I really didn't have anything to do with it besides, you know, that. So I don't
1: know. (laughs) Well, we had him on as well. He was awesome. Yeah,
2: Yeah, he's great. I would recommend the documentary is long, but I, I think it's worth it. It's a lot of content. Not, I,
1: I went to the website to, uh, you know, we're getting to the end of the podcast, and, and I wanted to buy Len a copy, and they're not available on there anymore. So oh, they must have yeah, sold out. <laughs> uh, hopefully, they'll come back. Uh, Lido said something about how they might uh, release Fright Night again on, you know, DVD or Blu-ray, and include a copy of the documentary as a part of the set.
2: Okay. So. Alright, I guess because we need it one more time, but okay.
1: <laughs> awesome. So, alright, well, I guess uh, that's it for us. I believe next week we are going to be taking a look at some content, uh, other than movie. We're going to be, uh, reading some Fright Night comic books oh, from, cool. uh, Now Comics and, uh, going over those issues. And then we'll, we'll get
0: into the remake, mm-hmm. which we've already recorded, but. <laughs> I'm trying to not kill the illusion
1: (laughs) well thanks again Christina for being on our show
0: thanks for having me
1: and thank you everybody for listening we'll be back next time uh, with more credits where we actually won't talk about the credits but we'll talk about the comics okay Uh, and uh, what do we usually say (laughs)
0: We're gonna, it's time to put a stake in this one. It's
1: time to put a stake in this one. yep and Twitter and Facebook and yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So cool, and then, uh,
1: Brewster, and uh,
0: and I say, thanks uh, oh, uh, for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. yeah, and I say, have a fright night too, everybody. Uh, yeah. Doesn't kill us. It's real. He
2: <laughs> did. <laughs> He's a vampire. A what? <laughs> You're so cool, Brewster. Thank <laughs> you.